Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we talk about Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Uh, how you doing? Pretty good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. And um, as we posted on the, uh, on the links, the Twitters and the Facebooks, we uh, recognized that it was the anniversary of Wrath of Khan. Oh, yes, that's right. 34 years ago. Yes, June 4th was uh, Saturday, so uh, happy uh, anniversary, Wrath of Khan. Agreed, happy anniversary. It was pretty fun because I was uh, fun, not fun. I was trying to do research for the podcast, and uh, when you do a search on Wrath of Khan this past weekend, that's all that came up. Yep. <laughs> so it was, all, it was all about the release of the new DVD, which I think comes out Monday. Tuesday? Tuesday. Monday? Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. I'll have to pick that up. Yep. Yet another copy of Rathacon. I think I can add it. To, I think I've got the laser disc still of Rathacon floating around somewhere. Excellent. But anyway, back to this minute. Uh, today we are talking about minute 13 of Star Trek II The Rathacon. Minute 13 starts with Chekhov saying orbital approach to SETI Alpha 6 and ends a minute later with Chekhov saying, you know what she will say. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so we are, we're uh, we're just uh, continuing up, picking up where we left off. Um, cut to the interior of of the Reliant and check off, looking out the view screen, the same view we just saw of uh, SETI Alpha Six and the star beyond. Yep, or, or the sun beyond. Is it a sun? What well, well, a name or a thing? Well, we call it the sun, but I think it's just the system star systems. I guess central point, or I don't I don't even know if that's right. I mean, I'm showing my. Space knowledge. All right. Is that uh, SETI Alpha? I'm assuming. Th- yeah. This, uh, I guess this br- this may bring up a larger discussion. Is <laughs> um, and obviously we're on minute thirteen. And um, yes, what is it? What constitutes a system? Is it a planet? Is it a grouping of planets? It is the is it the star that has a grouping of planets? You know, revolving, you know, around it. Does it? Uh, you know, what is? So I think that's a deeper question, maybe for another another minute. I, I think it's also other podcasts too, because I know I've had other I've yes. I've heard other conversations, and there's and and I've I've had other conversations about you know things in Star Wars like Yavin, and uh, it, I think it's really <laughs> depending who's writing the movie, right? They uh, right they forget the scientific terms for all this kind of stuff. But uh, I would say my vote would be SETI Alpha is the star. The star. Okay, we'll go with it. All right. So out the view we screen. Make, we make these. We make these decisions on the fly. So yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so so SETI Alpha Six, and the star of SETI Alpha on the view screen, um, and then uh, right off the bat, I, I, I love this. It, it, it cuts to uh, uh, Captain Terrell and Paul Winfield playing uh, uh, Captain Clark Terrell. Yep. I, I swear. I think every time I've watched this movie, dozens of times that I've watched this movie. I laugh at his expression when they, cut, when they cut to him. He looks so bored, doesn't he? Every time I'm like, he's like, "Get me out of this job." You know, I 
maybe I have a different impression. I, I mean, I really like Paul Winfield, the actor that plays Terrell, and I don't think I necessarily. I just think he is a very facial expressive actor, and I think he, you know, now that I'm obviously we have these loops minutes on loops while we're we're talking about them, so we can see certain things. But he does maybe in this minute, maybe they've re, you know did. Uh, 10 retakes and he's he is finally getting irritated with this one because he is sort of tapping his fingers and he does sort of have that and let's get on with this right and uh, i mean i think we learned that he's you know based on their mission we'll learn about as as this goes along here he probably is bored but uh right but i just i just think the the actor just did a great job with with conveying that in a single look it's like uh, another planet um so what does he say? So he's asked for a standard approach, and then he gets up and he starts doing, you know, uh, his walk around the bridge, which I I love because it gives yep. us all sorts of cool stuff to look at, and um, some crew members, some crew members we start to see for the Reliant is the the head of the helmsman. <laughs> we see the top of the head of the helmsman, right? So I have no idea if that's a man or a woman, but there's someone someone on the helm. Um, uh, so I unfortunately could not figure out that I, I want to say it's a woman just based on hairstyle, but I could be totally wrong. No, I, I agree with you. I think there's, it's definitely a woman there. Uh, so then we get, um, uh, I think this is our, our, the woman with the back to the camera. She's yeah, the I one think. that's eavesdropping on the conversation. She has she sort be, of looks right? over and is like, she's like, what's going on over there? Right. But isn't she... The counterpart of our pal from the uh, uh, the simulation at the beginning of the movie, the guy who just stands there and does nothing. <laughs> but that's but all she be, does. But she's standing at a station, though. She's not just standing behind Terrell, looking off into nowhere. Oh, like that's the, true. The, the, the dude was just—you just see him standing there. He's not doing anything. She's at least at some sort of station. That's true. She's staring intently at the what looks like a, a you know a screen that doesn't ever change. <laughs> It well, it's a, like, ser- it's a series of, of lights, like circles and triangles and squares, and um, it's, I don't even think it's really a screen. I think it's just like a geometric bunch of geometric shapes. Yeah, I think it's a static display. So I'm like, yeah. she's st- what is – I would totally be eavesdropping because she's probably like, nothing's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, she gets, I always get a chuckle out of her. She's just standing there. We'll keep an eye on her, on her for – the next couple of minutes, and she, she does anything interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, another anonymous crew member uh, walks by in the foreground. Um, I, all I can think of is just call him sideburns. He definitely has those Star Trek sideburns. He does. And he may have the um, ubiquitous, uh, I thought I saw a flash of a clipboard. Um, he has something in his hand, yeah. and he may be carrying, yes, he does. He looks like he is carrying a clipboard. <laughs> So he's uh, whatever those guys are, ensigns. Or- <laughs> right. Well, we can't even tell, tell his rank. I mean, he could just be yeah. – he could be another commander or, you know, science officer. Well, hopefully we'll learn more. But that brings, get- that, that brings us to uh, Mr. Beach. Mr. Beach, yes. Um, Mr. Mr. Beach is Paul Kent, um, another one of the Wrath of Khan crew who uh, has since passed away. Oh, he passed another one. Yep, passed away in uh, 2011. Um, you know, it seemed like he was a actor who was on a lot of, um, you know, one shots. Did a lot of TV shows, and um, actually 
partnered with uh, Shatner on T.J. Hooker. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Well, that's fun. So he was on a bunch of soap operas, uh, Santa Barbara and Hotel and those those shows. But I think the, the one that, you know, that I that jumped right out was T.J. Hooker. Not not Santa Barbara. No. <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a bummer. I mean, because Paul Winfield uh, died as well, right? Yes, he passed away as well. Is Walter Koenig still with us? Yes. Uh, yes, he is with okay. us. I mean, the anonymous folks, sure, but I'd be like, yeah, geez, how many people? I guess the movie's 34 years old. you got to expect some people to Right, have and they were. On. Yeah, some of them were. I think, actually, when I was looking up Paul, uh, Mr. Beach, he was, uh, I think he died when he was 80. So he was, you know, what, 34 years ago, do the math, he was 46. Am I right doing my math there? Yeah, that sounds right. So I would assume that a lot of the actors back then were in their 30, late 30s, 40s, doing these parts. Sure, yeah. Could have a certain maturity to play an officer, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so one thing I did a little research on, um, Mr. Beach gives his uh, assessment of SETI Alpha 6, uh, yep. um, primarily Kralon gas, uh, sand, and high-velocity winds. Um, Kralon gas um, is, uh, <laughs> according to Memory Alpha, uh, Kralon gas is a, is a gaseous matter that can be found on certain desert-like planets and, contri- and can contribute to a planet's mm. inability to support life. Well, that's so, what they're looking for. <laughs> I know. I just I just chuckle because this is, oh, okay. A desert-like planet? Kralon gas, of course. <laughs> of course they go hand-in-hand, <laughs> right? You wouldn't find it in any other kind of planet. Um, but uh, So that's what I learned about Kralon gas, and it's also spelled very similar to Crayola, so now I'm thinking of, you know, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna, I want to back up just a little bit to Chekhov's um, off-screen sort of his, uh, his starship log. And yeah. he mentions, uh, you know, that they're looking for a lifeless planet. Mm-hmm. And it's for that Project Genesis. Oh, yes. We don't obviously know what Project Genesis is at this point um, and that they're going to do some sort of Genesis experiment. Yep. So far, no successes. And I just have to – maybe it's just me – with all the millions of stars out there, moons and whatnot, that they have yet to find no lifeless planet. Like, are all the planets have life on them? That's, uh, you know, I've wondered that too, because isn't our moon <laughs> the lifeless? Moon lifeless? Why couldn't they have started there? I know. I'm just, I, maybe I'm just thinking of my own, our own moon here, and they're traipsing around on these starships that can go light speed, warp speed, and, uh, you know, around the the cosmos here and they've yet to find a lifeless completely lifeless planet i find that hard to believe yeah agreed i mean i guess yeah from a as we'll learn in an upcoming you know it's a well why couldn't they just use the moon or something else nearby and right and it, but it, but it has to be lifeless i think that's the there's a moral reason why it has to be lifeless um that we'll we'll learn about but uh you're right they, they've been looking all how long they've been looking and still haven't found something i, I right find that, i find that very surprising as do I. And as you mentioned, it does have to be completely lifeless. That is one of the criteria that, uh, that has been set for them, is that it must be completely lifeless. Yep. <laughs> which, 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 segue, <laughs> which segues back to uh, Chekhov saying, does it have to be completely lifeless? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, um, and they pick something up in the dino scanner, which yeah. um, I did research on. Which I could find nothing on. They make no no mention of what a dino scanner actually does, other than 
it was also used in Next Generation when Jordy tries to scan something with a tricorder, doesn't have any success, and goes, I'll get the dino scanner. Oh. And we must, we must be led to believe that it's a more powerful tricorder, must have better sensor array on it. One would assume if it's part of the Starship, right, it would be more powerful than a handheld device. I would think so. Yes. Uh, well, that's it's nice to see. Uh, it is nice to see it was mentioned somewhere else in the Star Trek universe because uh, yes, you know, as as you know, some science fiction shows and books and you know uh, series sometimes you you hear about these you know techno babble right right and yes you hear about a thing once and then you never hear about it again so it's nice to see it was reused just once is just one time yep I, I, guess. I yeah it was an episode at in the next generation i didn't research farther than that other than that was the only other time they mentioned dino scanner gotcha um so Terrell says maybe the scanner's out of adjustment (laughs) i like that i like that because it gives that little bit of you know uh some realism to uh not everything's perfect right Uh, yeah things still need to be calibrated and fixed and corrected um um and then Chekhov replies, well, maybe it's a particle of pre-animate matter caught in the matrix. Do you, now, is it just me, do, or do you use that phrase a lot in real life? Um, I don't know if I use it uh, that much. <laughs> it, it, there's some rhythm to it or some ring to that phrase that just, right. I like the sound of it. And, I mean, his accent probably adds to the, the enjoyment of it. But yes, a particle of pre-animate matter caught in the matrix. Now, I guess I'm jumping ahead. I can't jump ahead, right? We can't. I had a question about that pre-animate. I'm jumping ahead. I had a, I had a question about the particle well, pre-animate matter, but I guess I'm gonna have to save it. I have. I don't know if you noticed, so I started, you know, looking at the background a little more in depth, and I, I, I don't want the, I don't want us to be continuity guys on this podcast, but I did spot an oops in this one. Uh, oh really? Yeah. I don't know if you in and as a as they're looking at the whatever looking at the the scanner output um there's there's yes uh, there's a diagram on the on the in the station oh, just over checkoff shoulder it's a diagram of the enterprise <laughs> not the reliant yeah that's so it's like oh somebody reused something here um but uh anyway i i had to call it out just because i noticed it but i don't want to be that guy like oh they messed well, this up and they messed that up continuity well, continuity if you look at it, is it really the Enterprise, or is it just we're seeing the nacelles and the uh, saucer? Because uh, I'm not, I don't, I'm, you know, again watching the minute on loop, and I'm getting to that part where it looks like it is just the nacelles, the saucer, and the midsection. Like I don't see a full blown image of the Enterprise. Oh, well, I'm looking at it. I thought there were pieces of the... I thought it was the body of the Enterprise, like, right. that attaches to the nacelles. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's just... Maybe it's the nacelles themselves. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's because, obviously, the, you know, the Reliant and the Enterprise, as we mentioned last minute, that they do share characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to give it to you because uh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> then I'm not that guy. Yep, you are not that guy. Continuity. Continuity. There you go. All right. So I have information on the communications officer, Commander Kyle. He was. Um, he's okay. actually. He, yeah. He's actually. Uh, he was part of the Enterprise crew in the original series. Um, 
he appeared in uh, great wow yeah so he appeared in several episodes um he's played by an actor named john winston um and uh in those uh, i don't have the exact count of the episodes how many count of episodes he appeared in but uh in those episodes he appeared uh in multiple roles uh, as a transporter chief as an engineering assistant he uh, operated the helm uh he's operated science stations and he was communication officer um <laughs> memory alpha uh had some some additional background that uh he had both a mustache and a goatee <laughs> These are factoids, important factoids about <laughs> about Commander Kyle. <laughs> um, but I think one of the uh, the ones that surprised I, me, the one that surprised me the most, um, you know, I guess I'm not surprised, totally surprised that we've got a recurrent, you know, an actor that appeared in the original series that's in the movie. Um, but he actually, his character, uh, Commander Kyle, I don't know what rank he was, Kyle, um, has a connection to this movie in that he, in the Space Seed episode where we originally meet Khan, um, he ended up getting attacked right. by Khan in the transporter room and uh, uh, obviously not killed, knocked out. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so he's he's actually um, very connected to this movie, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's a great link between them. So uh, I just had to uh, just uh, call out just a, one, one note. Uh, Commander Kyle's station, he's the communications officer his station. He also has the Apple II program running in the background that... <laughs> Who I had um, <laughs> during the Kobayashi Maru. So um, nice, nice. Uh, so Terrell. No, it's great that they. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so he's our he's a repeat character, right? So he's yep. he's our first character that um, is not part of the original, you know, the the cast, you know, the stars. So uh, yeah, so we might have to keep track of who we see from. Uh, the original series that made it over into the movies. Yeah, that is a pretty cool, you know, there, hopefully we'll see others, right? Cause there are definitely, you know, there's definitely minor, minor characters, uh, you know, that, that didn't beam down to planets and get killed right away. Uh, they had recurring roles in the original series. So yeah, hopefully we'll see some more of them. So moving on to Terrell and he says, uh, maybe it's something we can, uh, transplant. That's right. And at that point we transplant, uh, transplant, and that's uh that's where we end up with <laughs> with uh oh a Chekhov snarky comment. You know what she will say. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I love the comment and his body language. <laughs> He's leaning against the station with his arms crossed. You don't even bother, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so uh and that takes us to the end of the minute. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh Learned a few things. Genesis Project, looking for a lifeless planet. Um, we uh, hear Doctor Doctor Marcus's name yep. uh, mentioned. We don't, you know, obviously don't meet her this minute, but we mentioned they mentioned, uh, you know, and just the attitude from uh, the posturing of Chekhov is is that uh, she's not someone to uh, <laughs> someone to be trifled with. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, and we got all sorts of techno babble, which is nice. We haven't had much yes. of that yet, so. Particles of preeminent matter caught in the matrix. Yes, dino scanner. Dino scanners. Yes. Uh, but anyway, all right. Well, then, uh, why don't we uh, wrap this minute up, and um, we will uh, we will be back again on Wednesday uh, with minute fourteen of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Uh, in the meantime, you can check us out on the web. We're at uh, wrathofconminute.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, and we are also on Instagram. So uh, feel free to check us out there. 
And uh, we will see you next time on the Wrath of Khan Minute.